Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. Hello, food fam. This is the Walk and Talk podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Fiadini. We're podcasting on site at Ibis Images Studios. Attention chefs and GMs and bar managers. Are you looking for a fantastic food photographer to capture your delicious dishes, cool cocktails, and your property's amazing architecture? Well, get with John Hernandez. Check him out at ibisimages.com. It is election season uh, in the ACF. And today we're going to interview Chef Thomas McCrena. He's the current ACF National Chairman of the Board. Let's dig in. But first, attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone Farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com. Ooh, that was a lot. Hey, Jeffrey, how you doing? Fantabulous. All right, so look, I know you've been cooking a bunch of different stuff. Like, Talk to me, man. So the last episode, well, the last podcast uh, with Mr. Matt, Chef Matchett, was about the salmon that I did. Yes. So the other day, I, I got just this, I'm bringing in this like focaccia mood, and I haven't made focaccia in so long. So I decided, like, the, the girls were out, the, my daughter and my wife. I'm like, oh, what can I do that's really different with it? And I took it and let it over ferment for a couple of days. So it was nice fermented. And I'm like, okay, onions. I did some balsamic glaze, some tomatoes, and chopped it all up, threw it on top of there. Oh, my Lord. There is nothing like that. That sounds yum. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. there's And it kind of kind of folds into that the Orlando thing I was telling you when I was with Keith Saracen over at Cater Source, and he took us to Pizza Bruno. Listen, if anybody, Tom, if you ever come back down here, uh, eventually you want to come down to Orlando. Anybody in the Orlando area, the Pizza Bruno is probably the best pizza I've ever had in the entire country. Okay. That's, a big, that's a big statement. Yeah. That's a big, I, it's a it's a big, bold statement, but it's the damn honest truth. So we're going to go on a field trip, I guess, right? We'll go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't mind, man. Let's, I'll be right there. We can, we'll can. set up a camper outside. And I'll sit out there. Man. <laughs> I love it. All right. So at, at some point, too. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, we're going to have to jump into some more barbecue. It's been a little bit. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, me, well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. All right, let's get Chef Thomas on the on the program. Um, Chef, thank you for uh, for taking some time out and um, you know being on the program. Appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and um, have you been cooking, Chef? I mean, talk to me. What do you? What, I, I like to get into. Well, I want to get in the head actually, of the chef. You know what? You know, today, actually, I, you know, I 
I, I was doing a, a, I had a kitchen visit today of a new company called Bacon Bacon. So that should really be up just alley. They have a food truck <laughs> I, I here I literally just perked up like a mere, meerkat. I literally just perked uh, up. I'm sure you did. <laughs> they have a food truck. They've had a food truck for two years, and they had two food trucks, and now they're opening a brick and mortar, which they should be opening in the end of May. And awesome. we've been going over a bunch of different bacon entrees and desserts and appetizers and things like that. So we had a lot of fun this morning. So. Now we're doing this. I'm all bake. I'm not bacon out, but I had a lot of bacon today. Nobody yeah, can be bacon out. I don't know that there's a such. Nah, never bake. I know never bacon out. Yeah. I found <laughs> my over the weekend. We uh, we cooked up some stuff at the house, and I, don't know, I must have had like three pounds of bacon. I got to call my doctor and see if I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be all right. Um, all right, Chef Thomas. Uh, why don't you? So, what's your background? How long you've been in the business? Um, you know, what's your uh, what's your specialties? What do you love? Well, I've been in the business for many, many years, <laughs> probably 40 years or more. Um, I started out, well, I started out, went to tech school, high school, um, and for cooking and I went to CIA and I started out in the restaurants and hotels and I worked for basically two families. I worked for one for 20 years, one for 15 years. And, um, I was corporate chef for both of them and one owned, a bunch of hotels in the city, the other one in the suburbs all around Philadelphia. And I just had a great time and, um, everything we had, um, from, from catering to restaurants to, um, dinner theaters back in the day. You don't see many dinner theaters anymore, but back in the day we, you know, we had a hotel rest restaurants and dinner theaters run back and forth. It was crazy, but it's a life that I loved and I don't know what else to do. And I got involved with um, competitions and um, training people, apprentices, um, ACF, and just a lot of fun. And it's a great business, a great family to have. It's like a second family. And I, my family's always involved in everything I do with this business. And I'm still in it today. I work uh, in the other side of business. A lot of my friends tell me I went over to the dark side. That was about um, 12 years ago. Must be sales. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> It is. Well, it is. You know what? I don't call it sales. I'm, you know, I'm still a chef. So, I'm, you know, I help, I help our fellow chefs out. And, um, you know, we get things done and we accomplish a lot. And it's a lot of fun. I'm having fun. I've always had fun at my job and I've always learned something every day. You learn something new and um, you accomplish something new. And that's how you survive. So, you know, you, so you've, been, you've been in the game a long time. Um, yes. You, you know what? Let me ask you this. What's your favorite cuisine, by the way? What, what's your favorite thing to cook? Uh, my favorite thing to cook is <laughs> anything. Eh, my favorite thing to cook is anything saute. I love to saute. It doesn't really matter what it is, but anything saute, something fast. Like when I come home and I, we have not, I look in the box in the refrigerator and um, I just see what's there, and I make something up really fast in the frying pan. And that's why, that's my favorite thing to cook. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, but that's what I like to do. I always loved the saute station when I was a cook. And as I became a chef, um, the saute people, I was always with them because it was always busy, always something to do. Um, I always like to have a lot of different pans on the stove at one time and keep moving. And that's, you know, so that's what I like to cook. A lot of cook Italian food naturally. Um, but I'll, I'll be there and cook anything you want me to cook. Yeah. I mean, I see that last name. I got you. I see the vowels, man. I got you. I yeah. Got yeah, you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let, that's a good lead in here. So for the ACF and, and the aspiring yeah. chef and also the chefs that are, you know, getting closer 
to retirement. What what's good for what about the ACF is good for those folks? What's good for them to be involved? They need to be involved in the ACF. Um, the ACF will will do everything for them as long as they do for the ACF. You get you get out of the ACF what you put into the ACF. If you expect something from the ACF, you're going to get nothing from the ACF. It's what you put into it is what you get out of it. And a lot of people think that they they want they want they want, and then they wonder why they don't get anything. It's it's what you put into it, and so you get out of it. It comes it comes to you, not you know what I'm saying you don't go looking for it. I've gotten a lot out of the ACF. The ACF has helped me in my career career throughout the years, and um, it's basically it's just there. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It's just because of things with, between all the charities that I've helped out over the years, all the apprentices I've helped, um, that I've trained, and all the people, and the networking um, was all through the ACF, all throughout you know local chapter in Philadelphia mostly, and then um, as my my career got further through competition and through Team USA, you know, throughout larger part of the ACF. But um, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Well, speaking of charities, um, so, yes. you know, something that's near and dear to me is mental health and substance abuse within the within the food industry. Uh, I've been in the business, you know, in and around the business for my whole life, basically. And, you know, we all have our friends and family and whatever that, you know, that they, there's issues and challenges out there. Um, yes. h- how do you see, how do you see where the ACF assists in that, in that area? And, and do you see that the ACF can do more? You can always do more. You never, you never do enough in that area. I see that we've had a couple seminars and I know on chef's table, there have been some various converse, conversations on it, but still a lot of people don't like to talk about it. And until um, people are more open and start talking about it. That's when, um, you know, that's when, when the problem gets solved a lot more. Um, I think, I think there's more, more people helping people more than you realize, but they're just not as open on the subjects as you would, you know, you know what I'm saying? Not as open. They yeah, like to I keep mean- that to themselves more, but you know, but, but they're, but they're out there, you know, the, you know, the, the webinars are there, the help is there. People just have to, you know, get up, not get up, but they ha- you know, have to make that phone call. And I see a lot of that on, on Facebook, on the ACF website, where, you know, you send those things out. Are you my friend? And, you know, you, you write and read through and you send it out. And, you know, and, it, and uh, you know, people say, ah, it's a chain letter, don't send it out. But, you know, it's good to send it out once in a while. Let somebody know that you are there for them. You never know. You never, ever know what that person is thinking and what they may, may need at that moment. You never know. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I, I can understand some uh, anonymity, um, you know, in respect to the person who might have, you know, said challenge. But, um, you know, I obviously, think, <clears throat> I think, Tom, you were you were actually national president when um, uh, Chef Bourdain completed suicide, correct? In 2018? Um, um, no, uh, Stafford was Stafford, Stafford still was. was at that point. Yeah. Stafford was. Yeah. Uh, I, Stafford was. Well, that was an absolute amazing. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about being right on the trend of it. Matthew Rayford yeah. got up and did a whole thing 
which inspired me yeah. uh, in 2018. So I think well, that is, but how do we do more of that? See, that's I, the thing. And that's like the this thing. particular, this particular yeah. subject, I, I, I feel like it should, it deserves a lot more airtime, you know, hence why I'm bringing it, it up here in, in these conversations. You know what I mean? It's, it it's, does. Yeah. And I it think does, to, but a lot of people just don't like to talk about it. And that's the whole thing. People shy away from, shy away from bringing it up and that's the society though you know what i'm saying and that's tom and i and 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 jonathan are in that age group carl's the young one here um he's got a pacifier yeah 49 year old pacifier (laughs) (laughs) but um i mean it's listen back in brighton beach memoirs with neil simon you know when matthew was a great movie right remember when he was talking about when you when you talk about certain things you oh uncle jenny had or uncle ted had diarrhea and aunt betty had (laughs) cancer but you know when it comes to to mental health it's always that uh, yeah we're not we're not talking about that it's the next subject i think if we i think the acf can spearhead this uh to be that voice to open up people to understand that they're not they're not alone and i think i think that's what we could do more of right so how i see it is this um I feel like if the ACF is doing something now, well, they are doing something now. I don't want to say it like that. They are doing something now, but I feel like that, right. that can be uh, amplified. 100%. That can be, that can be increased. And, you know, because at the end of the day, we're talking volume in terms like loudness, like people need to know, Hey, this Correct. is, this is real and it's really here. And Hey, there, these are the outlets for you to, you know, to, to get some, to get some help or a shoulder or whatever it is that you need. Well, I mean, you got all these different organizations, here's another great organization, the Lee initiative which is another one started by uh, Chef Eddie Lee out of Tennessee. He just did a phenomenal job, 610 Magnolia. Chef, Chef Eddie Lee out of Tennessee? Yeah, That's, I you cannot, make a song out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't make that stuff up. Sorry, I just didn't even realize I, I rhymed. That's right. Um, it's okay. Uh, chef. But um, whatever every anything body does, it helps. Every little by little, and you keep it going, somebody that needs it will call when, they're, when they realize that it's there and they're ready to make that phone call or reach out. It's very important that they know where to go and you have to just keep it in the forefront for someone who needs it. You know, so that's, what's important. You always have to keep it there and ready for somebody to grab it when they need it, not let it go, you know, not, not let make it disappear. That's, that's it. It's, it would be a shame that it's not around and we're not doing anything about it. And somebody really needs it. And, they don't know where to go at that last minute when they really need help. That's the sad part. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that's what, that's what you miss sometimes. So in over the last 25 years or so, I don't know, maybe more, maybe less there's, there's been an influx of, you know, more of a variety of, of, of cultures that are here in the States. And a lot of those, you know, the, that demographic, different demographics are, are, uh, are changing, you know, who you see as executive chef in the kitchen and leadership positions and whatnot. Um, how does it, how is the ACF engaging in, in that, in that, in that change? And, and is it, and is the ACF positioned well there? Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service. With 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away 
and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com. Well, I think the ACF is positioned well, and I I got to tell you about that. My opinion about that. Um, back in I, um, I started back in the late seventies, let's say. Um, but back, you know, even the late seventies, early eighties, or whenever it was, the kitchen was always a melting pot. We had all walks of life. We had all genders. All races all worked together and we all, and back then, you know, anything over 46 hours was overtime. So everybody worked at least 46 hours a week, plus, 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 plus. And um, you spend more time with them than you did your family. So you were a family and everyone got along and everyone worked very, very well together. And we didn't, they didn't have labels. The difference is today is we, we label people. And sometimes I wonder if that's, good or if that's bad, because I think sometimes, you know, with, with the labels, we're, we're not, we're, we're forgetting about that. We're all people. We're all together and forget about the label. You're a person, you're who you are. It's not, you know, I'm a, I'm a Hispanic guy and I got this, or I'm a black guy. I got this. I'm a white guy. I got this. It's your person. And you got this. And if we would look at everyone like that, I think, I think we'll be, we would be much better. Yes. Women have had it tough, and back in my day, you know, there were there were some older chefs that um, didn't really like women in the kitchen. But over time, has evolved that you know there are a lot of female chefs. When I first started, actually, when I was when I got out of the CIA, my first job, I was cooking at breakfast, and the morning sous chef at breakfast was a lady. Her name was Flossie. And um, she was the sous chef in the morning and um, she had all us guys and she was the supervisor of us all. And she whipped us all into shape. She made sure we were up there early in the morning doing breakfast and taking care of everything. And um, we all got together. We all worked together. And I think the ACF embraces that. I think we always have. But I think people need to help themselves also. You can't do everything. It's like leading, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it. And I think we need to do the same thing. We're, we're, we have everything there for them and maybe we need to do more communication, let them know exactly what we have, but we, we need, we we're the, we're there for them. We've, we have our light. We have now everything in Spanish, which is very, very important because I know I go out to a lot of kitchens and a lot of people do speak Spanish and we need to embrace that language. And there are other languages now we need to embrace. We need to embrace other cultures. Um, how do you do that? Just, but that's, you know, the, but that's the, but that, so the you, magic you, question is how does that actually go into practice? You just, you just need to go and do it. You just need to do it. I, I, I mean, you just, you just need to let people in. You just need to let people in, let them know that you're there and you're not going to do it by just, I don't know how to, I don't know how to explain it. You just, you're, you you do not do it by just saying you're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't do it by saying you're going to do it. You're going to be, you know, we're going to be all inclusive. Yes, we're inclusive, 
but you, you have to do it by showing you're going to do it. When, when you, when you go out there and you go visit people, you need, you need to move around, you need to go visit people. You, when we're out there at the shows, instead of, you know, standing behind a booth, we need to go out there and visit those people. When we're out there at the, um, and students, we need to go spend a lot more time with the students. Do, um, Chef, does, does yeah. I mean, I know you work for a major company and I know they do things with um, data essentials and they do what's cooling off on trend, what's you know heating up and they do a phenomenal job with it. Would that be like a, a great opportunity for the ACF to look what's on trend and actually then get those chefs that are on the forefront of that cuisine to actually then bring them in to showcase that cuisine to the mem- rest of the membership? Would that be a great idea too? It probably, well? it probably would be a great idea. I know we've done different things like that before, but if we've accomplished nothing doing that. And a lot of things, a lot of times what we do, and I don't know where it ends, where it stops or where it ends, but we start things, but we never finish them. How's that sound? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. In, in Vegas, but we do that. We start things and we don't finish them and it's, and it's really bad, but we do that. And that's a bad thing. I will say <laughs> in Vegas, one of the most interesting uh, presentations because being in Florida, there's that influx of not only a uh, Latin or Hispanic, but we also have the um, Haitian influence too. And it's just right. a, such a lovely cuisine. I, I have to admit that Chris, you forgot Chris's name. I'm so sorry, Chris, his presentation on his food is his, um, Haitian food. That was probably eye opening, not only for me, but it was also so vibrant and colorful and so flavorful and that's the stuff I think if we hit nail that, that with that cuisine, cause I think if we show respect to cuisine, we're actually doing the right way. And I think if we were, like I said, going to those leaders or there's an um, innovators of that cuisine, I think we have a better opportunity and that might actually free flow to getting some more membership in. But, yeah. But you need other cuisines too. Then. Oh, I'm not that's just, I'm not, I'm not ruling out. Be, yeah. I'm not ruling yeah, out just Haitian. I think to, it should be everything. Right. We need, right. You need to be more of everything. You need yeah. to be more of diversified. everything. Yeah. Diversified between we diversity. More, more diver- we are, di- right. We are diversified, but we're not diversified. You, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent. We, we, we kind of go one way. We, we need to go all the, all ways. Yep. You, you know what I mean? We so need to little, be. Basically what you're saying yeah, is you need a little, a little bit more bit of everything. A concerted effort. Into, a little scotch. Yeah. A little scotch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you need a you need like a pepper pot stew, or you need a stew like a minestrone, a little bit of every kind of vegetable there is the, on the kitchen sink. Yes, <laughs> and, and me, I'm I'm kind of a fat ass. I'll I'll do that. I'm going to eat all. Oh, of that. I know you yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that happen. I know you have. It's, it's that's what, that's what we are. I mean, you walk into a kitchen, and you know, and it's everybody and everything, and everybody gets along, and you know, and if the rest of the world would be like a kitchen. We'd all get along. So I've been saying that for years <laughs> you, because, you know, all you do is you grab yeah. the person you're having a challenge with, bring them in the walk-in, that's shout right. it out. Hey, listen, if there's a there fist or go. two, that's fine too, but get back outside and know your friends after that. That's okay. That's right. Yeah. You know, you know, you go that's over, same. you go to a wax convention or world, world Congress and you go over there and you have all these countries, Russia, China, and you name whatever country it is. And every country gets along with each other. There is no boundaries, no nothing, no politics and not, or nothing. Everybody gets along with each other. Everybody helps each other out. Everybody talks. Everybody gets along. And if the rest of the world would follow what chefs do, we'd all be okay. 
I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think that's a. I solved the problems of all the world today. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, you heard it here on the Walk and Talk podcast, uh, folks. Well, what's the common denominator? It's all about food. It's food. Food food brings brings everybody family to table. It sure does. That's Some food and and potentially a uh, cocktail or two. I'm just saying. (laughs) Or four. Or four. That's right. right, Take it easy. Don't forget the cocktails and the bacon. (laughs) Chef. Um, and the bacon. Yes. Oh man. You, oh, so real quick. The side note. So uh, I don't I'm know. Sorry. Ten or fifteen. Sorry. No, it's it's me. No, it's me. I did it. It's my my. I do it. I'm the one that's able to do it. Ten, ten or fifteen <laughs> podcasts ago, we had a um, a good friend of mine, uh, Chef Christoph, and uh, we literally had <laughs> bourbon. And we threw bacon, freshly crispy, beautiful bacon. No, no, no. we did not throw it. I threw it first. Well, and you said, "What the hell are you doing?" And I said, "Well, at the end of the day, um, we enjoyed the hell out of the bourbon with the bacon in it." And oh my god, it was great. All right, so sounds good. You got to try that, Chef. Definitely got to try that, Chef. I will. All right. I tried tonight. Silence. All right, here we go. So with so many, so listen, so in today's world, everything is upside down. Uh, A lot of things are closing that we're always accustomed to having. And one of those things are culinary programs. Um, Yes. With, so how, how can educators help to encourage student participation and involvement in the ACF in light of the, you know, the, the current uh, climate that's out there? Well, that's up to the, that that that's a, that's a million dollar question, but that's up to the educators. To be honest with you, it's, we have educators that are very involved in ACF. We have educators that are not very involved in ACF, and the ones that are very involved, their students are very involved, and their students stay involved in ACF, and their students compete, and their students go far, and their students go very well. Um, there we we have a lot of accredited schools. And a lot of accredited schools do very, very well. They um, they follow our programs. They pay attention to um, what they're supposed to do, and their students go in part, get involved with the chapter, get involved with different activities through the chapter. And the more you get involved, the more you stay involved, and that's how you do it. If you're not going to go, if you're a school and you're not going to be involved with the chapter, or you're not going to be involved with what's happening in the ACF then the ACF is just there. There's people that have that jack, that name, the ACF on their jacket. They don't really know what it means, except that they have that name on the jacket and they're accrediting their, you know, they're accrediting their program. You know what I'm saying? Basically. And, that, and that's all there is. So then how does it, the, so you then know, how does the ACF leverage? The ACF can, how does it? Well, you, you, I, no, you, I hear what you're saying. I don't know I, what I you agree. can do. You can't be, you can't be the, you can't be the art, you know, the police and, you know, say you have to do, you'd have to make them do this or make them do that. You just have to encourage the best you can. So basically you more, uh, maybe a, a little bit more effort into the marketing of such a, such a thing, right? Yeah. You know, marketing of such a thing that the students would want to get there and the students could stay there to their chefs that aren't involved. How come we're not doing this? Right. And how come we can't do this like that school did or like that school did? And that's, that's what, that's what usually is. Um, today, and this is after COVID, schools are, it's tough with schools. A lot of schools have closed. A lot of schools don't have the money they used to. Enrollment's down. People can't get help anymore because our our industry is not as glamorous. People can work from home. Can work from home if you're a cook or a chef. Right. You have to be there and you have to actually cook. 
And, um, you know, so people are finding maybe some, you know, we're, we're, we're weeding out the lazy ones, I guess. And they're, you know, and they're not interested. They're the ones that really don't have the passion. So, so we're, we have to get people more interested, more motivated. We're paying, we are starting to pay people more money. We're giving them more benefits. Uh, we're doing more for them and the ACF has to stay on the forefront and make sure that the cooks and the chefs are doing that. Um, and we talked earlier about uh, mental health, um, your lifestyle, your, your life away from work. That's very, very important for them. You know, working 70 hours a week, seven days a week, and, you know, not seeing your family, not having time to do whatever, whatever you do, whether it be watch TV or play football or baseball or watch a movie or whatever the case may be, or, you know, or do nothing. You need, you need that time. And, you know, today, Restaurants are finally realizing that they need to have their employees do that. That's the only way they're going to keep employees. They're not working them to death anymore like they used to. And, so and marriages. more and more ACF gets in marriages, marriages. I mean, how about how bad is that? I mean, you know, you know, you're talking about the the restaurant tour ownership, whatever, and you, you know, you look at they should look at their employees and and take a gander at the divorce rate. You know what I mean? It's it's they staggering. Should. They should. Yeah, well, and that's not a dig. And by the way, it's just—it's not a dig at you know the restaurant industry at large or you know the restaurant owner. But because at the end of the day, it's 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 the business, and everybody is deeply involved in it. And and these are the things that happen. But there has you know, as you said a minute ago, uh, chef, people are there has been a shift, and people are noticing now that hey, you you you've got to treat your your folks a little bit better than than they were previously. That's right, chef. One of the things back in my day. Yeah, back, you, back in my day, they didn't get anything. You didn't have health insurance. You didn't have. Um, we didn't have four hundred one k. You didn't. You, we didn't. We didn't have anything. And so little by little, you got it. <clears throat> you know. You know what I'm saying. So now, 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 at least, thank God, at least a lot of our our young chefs are at least getting it and starting it early. They're able to get four hundred one k. They're able to get some kind of a pension. They're able to get health insurance and able to support their families a lot, a lot better in that respect, which is a wonderful thing. And maybe they'll be able to retire earlier than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to be working until like the afternoon of my death. I'll be like, you know, whatever age that is, 80 years old. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to right. call out today. Because, <laughs> That's uh, what I, say. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could ever retire. I don't know. My wife and I would probably be divorced if I retire. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a true story, man. Like yeah. you, you know, you you yeah. need to find something to do away away from the house Absolutely. for sure. If you're gonna have Absolutely. the lazy boy chair, it's got to be out of the house. You can't be in the same place. Absolutely. All right. So, Absolutely. all right. The national board. So, yes. paid sponsorships, uh, benefits, all of that. How, how do you right. see those working together? Should the national board receive benefits without bringing in paid sponsor uh, paid sponsorships, or what's your opinion there? Walk and Talk Podcast, now sweetened by Noble Citrus. Bite into a juicy crunch tangerine. 40 years perfected. Seedless and oh so tasty. Or savor a starburst pomelo. The giant citrus with a unique zing. Don't miss autumn honey tangerines. Big and easy to peel. Noble. Generations of citrus expertise. Delivering exceptional flavor year-round. Taste the difference with Noble Citrus.
Well, the national board received benefits of bringing in paid sponsorships. No, no let me let me um, clarify. Let me clarify. Okay. So the question is: Should the national board receive benefits without getting paid sponsorship? Meaning, and I'm just going to throw this number out for for five thousand dollars to sit on the board for two years. So that's ten grand total. You get to go and have the uh, national convention paid for and all that. If you don't bring said monetary amount, then you should pay for the national convention and so on and so forth. So there's the clarification. Aha. I never thought of it that way. But then, then you'd be limited to who you, you elect to that office or whatever. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, a lot of people are good in office, but maybe they can't bring in um, sponsors. I mean, then you would just be getting people into the office who, who could bring sponsors in or various things like that. There's other people that contribute other things. You, you don't have to, to. that. Nobody. Sh- you don't have to bring the f- 10 grand and get sponsorship. If you don't, then you would have to pay for your own way to yeah, well, then, but, yeah, but then you have to have, a, then you have to be rich and pay for all that stuff. I mean, to be a participant on the board, if you're volunteering, you shouldn't have to pay for something you volunteer. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't take advantage of it. You know what I mean? You shouldn't take advantage of whatever my wife tells me that this is the most expensive hobby that I've ever had. She'd be better. I'd be better <laughs> off finding, finding a hobby. that would be a lot cheaper because no matter what, you know, ACF is paid for when you go somewhere for ACF, it always ends up costing us a lot of money also. But, um, you know, you shouldn't, you know, if they want you to go someplace and do something, you know, you shouldn't have to pay for it out of your own pocket unless, you know, you're, you're definitely wealthy, you know, wealthy enough to do that. But, um, you know, you, a, a board member should be able to be, bring in sponsors. I agree with that. And we do, I know I have brought a lot of sponsors in over the years and I still continue to bring in sponsors. I mean, that's one thing. Um, that's one thing I'm very proud of with the team. Um, the past two teams, um, with Rini was actually with the first team Wait, you talk about wait, um, had, when you say had team extra I, I, money left over. USA, you, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I was, it was going to be specific. You got two over money. All right, yeah, he's talking about uh, Team USA, the Olympic team. So mm-hmm. I've I've got two guys. That right, I, yeah. I got to translate, Chef. So I just wanted to. Make I'm sure. sorry. Yeah, Team USA that that had um, leftover money for this the start of this next team, and we had one other team which was um, I believe 2014 for 2014. They also had a little bit of extra money. But, um, you know, it, it, you need to get the sponsors or else you shouldn't be able to do what you need to do. It shouldn't come out of your membership. Membership doesn't pay. Membership really doesn't pay for anything. It's the sponsors that pay for majority of stuff that happens in ACF. It's not the, the membership dues. Membership dues um, cover pretty much the NCR and, and probably – the um, national color employees or stuff, right? National color review and NCR. a few other things, but it does not cover much of anything. To be honest with you, it's everything else that um, pays for everything else, most of the other stuff, and that's why it's important. But you know, you should you shouldn't have to if you're volunteering. You shouldn't have to, in my opinion, you shouldn't have to put it in your pocket because that would limit it. You couldn't have someone that's you, you only have people that could definitely you only have restaurant owners or people making, you know, gads of dollars to, you know, running the ACF. And that's not fair to the, 
members. ACF should be run by members. And members are the most important thing in ACF. And sometimes we all forget that. Well, that's a perfect segue and, into the into the next topic, which is uh, yes, students and full, well, students, uh-huh. and, uh-huh. students and full voting rights <laughs> and and that whole thing. That's actually a uh-huh. terrific segue. How did, so how it does is. that? How did, what are the advantages and disadvantages of giving students full voting rights in the ACF? I mean, is it what's the best way to go here? Okay, my opinion is that students should not have full voting rights in the ACF. I think they should have the voting rights they have now in the ACF. And the reason being is because they're not, they, they're a student and has, and has nothing to do with what they pay. They don't, I don't, I don't care if they pay $1 or $5,000. I don't think it has anything to do with their voting rights. I think the voting rights is that they're, they're students, number one, and they need to pay their dues to the industry. They, they need to know about the ACF. They need to know about the industry and they need to know more about what's going on before they vote in the ACF. Let me ask there you a question. There are many other, there, yes. So it, it's because I, I had this conversation with somebody else. Um, I'm sure you, okay. Yeah. So what happens if there's a student, um, you know, because a lot of people get started young in the business. You know, you, you can get a, a, mm-hmm. a guy that or a gal or whoever that comes in at uh, 15, 16 years old, starts working in the kitchen and by the time they're 20, they've had like a, a full life working in the in, in the business. And let, let's just say they're 20 and they decide at that point, they've been in the business five, six, seven years, and they become a, you know, they're, they're now a, a student. They decide to go to school and they come in under that, um, that category or heading or whatever into the ACF. Should, should that person, because they actually have life experience in the, in the industry, is there some kind of a discerning uh, factor there with with experience, or how how does that work? Well, then they then if there's somebody that has experience enough experience, then they then I don't think they should come in as a student. I think they should come in as a member that has experience. Just like let's say um, let's take somebody for example that's a senior member. If you're a senior member, let's let um and. Giorgio Polenic, if you're listening to this, I don't mean you. I'm, I'm just using you as an example. Giorgio Polenic um, is, is a senior member now, but he was he couldn't run for office if he was a senior member, so he kept his professional member status because he could run for office. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, there's there's so that's you know, I mean, that's there there's certain things that you do, and I so- think. Voting has its privileges, and a professional member should have a vote. And and it's and people, you know, and I know it says, you know, people say, well, students, people tell them how to vote, and they do tell them how to vote. I don't care what anybody says. And people tell everybody how to vote. But uh, someone that's been in the business a long time, someone that's been a member for a while, you know, you can tell me how to vote, and I'll tell you, yeah, 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 I'll still vote how I want. But a student is more <laughs> – their mind is more whatever teacher tells me I'm going to do. And, you know, and I am, and, you know, and I think, I think they will, I think they need to, to learn more. And I think they need to be more involved in the business before they actually become a voting member. A lot of other industries, a lot of other associations, their students do not have a vote. And most of the other industries or students don't have a say in it. In fact, a lot of other industries, a lot of other associations, members don't even vote. We're one of the few industry, one of the few associations that the members actually vote, which is a great thing. I'm not saying that the members shouldn't vote, 
But um, I think we we carry it. Sometimes we go, we beat this thing. We've been lately. We've been beating this thing every single year, and it probably needs to take a rest. But that's just my opinion. So, chef, my and question, we're all entitled to our opinion, right? But everybody's, you know. My qu- my question to that is: Would it yes. be better than to present like a tiered student? Because I remember on the chef's table uh, a retired lieutenant colonel from the army who's got to be in his forties right. is a student. And most, what okay. the, what's the average age of a culinary student right now? I have no idea. It's about 23 to 28, if you Google it on, on Google, obviously. Um, but okay. like you say, if you have a junior student, I don't think a junior student, which is uh, 15 to, let's say, 18, should have a vote. Right. But I'm, I'm okay. But if you have someone like Carl, was like, for instance, I was... I know who he was having this debate with, but <laughs> it was me. And I, and I said, so wait a minute, you're, I get your, they're, they're, they're no, what does a kid know? But it's like someone from like Emeril Lagasse's son, who was born into it, now is running Emeril's restaurant. And I use this as extreme because he's right. at 20 or 19, 20 years old. He has life experiences for him to walk up and say, Hey, I want to run for president in the ACF and, and join, you know, one year. Obviously, he's not going to win because he doesn't know the ins and outs, but he might have some stuff that's really cool to say that might have bearing for those younger people to get on. So what about a tiered step for students? Like it's life experience and you could fill out a questionnaire. What about that? Are you opposed to something like that? Hey, bar and girl fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby! No, I'm I'm not. We have something now, but we don't... We have something now, which is... which is messed up. Sometimes we get into things. I know I'm not opposed to that, but sometimes we get into things and we make it more complicated than what it really is. Yes, I'm not opposed to that either with a tiered thing, but we need to make it simple that people understand. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of the problem is, can I just tell you my, my, Please do. my Tom McCreen of, my Tom McCreen of reasoning <laughs> <laughs> you can laugh or disagree or whatever. From the mind of Macrina. I, I have the world according to Tom Macrina. Okay, <laughs> we're going to start a, a podcast. A that's a new podcast. The world right. according to Macrina. I love it. This, this is this is the issue. All right, and I'm and I know people hate to say back in the day, but you know what? I'm going to tell you back in the day. All right. This is the problem. We have students, and we keep saying students, 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 and everybody says if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Well, for 40 years, we kept saying, we keep saying students, 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 and we're still saying students, 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 students. So for 40 years, we've been doing the same thing, students, 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 students. But the difference is back then we had chefs, we had professional chefs that when these students got out of school, they went to work for a chef that was a member of the ACF, that ACF chef took those students to an ACF meeting. In turn, when that student went to the meeting with the chef and then became a chef or sous chef at their establishment, stayed 
a member of the ACF, brought their students to a chef, to a meeting. And that's how the ACF grew over the years. Somehow we're losing the chefs and we need to concentrate on getting the actual chefs to come in. So when those students go work, they work for chefs that have no interest in ACF. So when the students get out of school, they leave us because there's nobody, there's nobody mentoring them to bring in, to stay into the ACF. Chef, you know, it's funny. I feel like there's an, I, I feel like there's a giant pool of potential ACF, um, you know, members, people, people involved in it. And it's like the restaurant chefs. Right. You know, right. And, and, you know, listen, I, I've, in my career, uh, I've dealt with literally thousands of chefs, um, over the, over my time. And, you know, with my, the, the, the relationship that I've had with the ACF over the years, most of the chefs are usually, you know, they're, they're, they're corporate style chefs, which is cool. There's no dig on that at all whatsoever. You don't right. see too many like independent restaurant chefs, you know, in the, you know, within the organization. And I feel like that's the untapped power. I feel like that should be something that's, you know, and, and so, I try. And how, what do we do? I mean, I'm a voice. I, I, I talk out, to chefs all week I long now, chef. today. Like, I, what, what do we do? I do too. I'm a member. I'm an ACF member. Chef. What do you want me to do to bring these yep. people in? I'll do it for you. I want you to tell them to come and take that 90 day membership. I visit chefs every day. But what's the benefit? Almost every day. What's the gain? Uh, for a restaurant chef. Visit. My, my game, my game, my, t- my biggest game and my thing, my biggest benefit. We could talk about certification. We could talk about whatever you want. Your biggest, the biggest game is networking and learning. You're networking and you're learning from the networking. You're learning from other fellow chefs. You're from the meetings and where you meet people. You know, our, 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 our chapters sometimes are our biggest asset, but they're also our, our worst asset. It depends on how strong the chapter is or whatever. But if you go to a chapter and you meet and you learn, and same thing, you go to an ACF convention and you learn, you know, you'll, you'll draw people in, you'll see more and people get more involved and they'll learn and more people will come, more people will come. And I think sometimes I think that's what we're missing. If you look at chef to chef, do you know, chef to chef, I, I don't, the club chefs, club chefs, they have the chef to chef. They have it every year. They started out with a couple hundred chefs. Now they have chefs all over the place. They don't have all these big shot chefs with big names coming. They have our chefs do all the teaching there all our master chefs and everything. They're the ones to do it. And they have, Chefs, they want to learn basics. They want to learn. They don't want to learn basics. They want to learn new ideas to help them in what they're doing. And that's what we need. We need to show chefs new ideas in what they're doing in their industry to make their job easier, to make their customers happier, to make their, you know, get the food cost easier so they can make more bonus or whatever the case may be in their lives. Or keep their job. (laughs) Keep their jobs, right? Keep their jobs. That's, you know, that's another thing. But today, uh, t- today I find chefs are today. I find that chefs are not changing as much as they used to changing. What? As they go uh, out and see what do you mean? jobs. They're not changing jobs as much as they used to. I could, they're I, not I think in certain chefs sectors, are staying longer at, at various jobs. Uh, they're staying longer at I mean, certain I've, restaurants. I've got at least some around good, here. They are. Yeah. I mean, I've got some good an- anecdotal uh, evidence of that, but it, I, that's usually like your, um, 
your country club chef, usually they, they stick around a long time. They stick around a long time, uh, right. ALF, uh, assisted living facility chefs, they stick around a long time. When you're talking about like... Um, I've been seeing restaurant chefs. I've been seeing restaurant chefs stick around too. Yeah, that's... Different that's, restaurants. But, that's no, rough, yeah, it must man. be up in yeah, Pennsylvania because down here it's not... Open, Oh, really? Well, no, I'm, I mean, we're opening the shore again because, you know, I'm in New Jersey, New Jersey, um, has, has the shore Delaware, been Maryland Shore. No, it's winter. Well, so. oh, the winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not talking about pandemic. It's the season. This, okay. this is, yeah, I'm talking about summer. Yeah. And, and, and the chefs from last year are like pretty much the same chefs at the same places. And usually uh, they lose a lot of their chefs over the winter. And, they're, and this year it's a lot of the same chefs coming back. So that's, that's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, That's listen, we're, for them. we're 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 in a new. Um, we are definitely we're in, in a new world. A new world, man, and and it. Yeah, I don't know that, that it's all good, good I mean, either. The owners, just... <laughs> the, well, I think it's good. The, uh, it shows that you know what it shows that you know the the chefs are are like their jobs better. It, it shows the hopefully that the owners are paying them more money, that they're they're giving them more benefits, that there's a reason for them to stay wherever they're staying. You know. I think I think that's a good thing personally. So, yeah, that part I I, I can't disagree you, you with know what I mean? that. That's that's that, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's switch. Gears. Now, if we get them all to be members, that's even a better thing. Well, that's part of the benefit. You know what what the offerings are for. Listen, restaurant chefs are like, um, you know, okay. Here here's a good analogy. You can look at the ACF chefs as like boxing, right? And then you can look at the right. like restaurant chefs as MMA. It's a whole different, you're all are both fighting. It's fighting. You know what I mean? And, and it's, and it, and it takes a lot to do what everybody does, but they're different. They're completely different styles of fighting and you can't put them together. It doesn't, it doesn't mesh unless you put together the parameters and you build that, that environment that brings them together. And that's, I think what the discussion and the, who am I? Right. But, but that's, what I think what the discussion should be is how do you, how do you bring right. them in? You're making a very good point. You're making a very good point. You're absolutely right. What you, about, you're absolutely right. Have you ever pulled like restaurant chefs? Cause I know that's part of your job when you go out and you're doing your cuttings and meeting the different, you know, uh, chefs from the different restaurants and stuff. Have you ever asked them, Hey, why don't you join ACF? And what would they say? And you did have you like, every day, every what, day, what, what do they normally say? I, well, they all say something different. I, I, when I go out, I either wear my, my company logo stuff or I'll wear my ACF stuff. I do not wear Johnson Wales or CIA because if I do, they, they have, a, they either oh. hate you. They, yeah, my that's, like wearing, that's like wearing blue or red. It's like the Crips <laughs> and the Bloods. Yeah, I got you, bro. Right. So you don't, you don't do that. But ACF, they'll, they'll tell you if they don't like ACF. And sometimes I, people say yes. Some people say, oh, I went to school. I know who they are. I went to school. Or some people say, I hate the ACF. And it's either because of somebody pissed them off for some reason. <laughs> hey, listen, years sometimes. Ago, 20 years ago, five years ago. And I talked to them. And some people, you can, I, you know, I, I call down and I talk to um, Kathy Adams down there and, you know, I give them the number. We get them a 90 day membership. Some people stay the trial membership, the best thing we ever did. Some people stay with it. Some people don't, but it's, it's you, you, some, somebody made them bad for mad for some stupid reason, 90% of the time. And a lot of times people say they don't have time and and that's one of the biggest things either. And well, I try to explain people, to them. Some people may simply not want uh, organization. Sometimes it's too, it's sometimes it's too much, uh, structure. You know what I mean? When Probably. 
Probably. No one's ever said that, though, to me. No no one's ever who, said that, but would? people have. They wouldn't. They well, wouldn't I guess say not. Yeah. 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 They always make, they make other excuses. Like somebody, one time, one person <laughs> was pissed off because they got a bronze medal, and I'm talking back in 1985 from somebody who's gave them bronze medal is not even alive right now. And they still hate the ACF from that. So you know, <laughs> what are you going to do with that person? Nothing. I'm sorry. You got a bronze medal. I said, you know how many certificates I got before I got a, a real medal? Who should and be you worried about a they bronze medal? Send them to they, should, they should be, they should be happy. They got a bronze. You know what you should do? I'll tell you what you do with that person. Have an event in their name because they did what they did and, and, and butter them over, you know, feed them, feed that guy or gal or whatever. I can't believe that. Um, but, you know, but, but there's all different reasons, but that's why people, you know, there's always something and I talk to every single one of them. And if it's, a, if it's something that I could handle, a lot of times I do, I call, I call somebody at the ACF and I talk to them with the problem that I could help them with. Um, a lot of times I give them a 90 day membership. If it was a student that, that graduated from one of our schools, I try to get them to come back, especially if they're a chef now and they're not under a chef and they say, yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. I know this one or that one. A lot of people I come, they, oh, I remember, I remember seeing your picture in the Kona review back in whenever. And, you know, and so it, it, it's, it's all good, but you're, you're not, you're not going to get everybody. But, you know, we should get more than what we have. And people today, from what everyone tells me, the generation today is not a joining generation. But I, they enjoy different things. Well, they so speak differently, too. let's find out what they really, let's see what they would enjoy and let's find it. You know what I'm saying? Let's find their niche. That's what we need to do. Like, you know, like Jeff said, uh, you okay. know. Well, go ahead. The, the Finish it. Yep. Figure like Jeff said, we need to figure out, you know, the, the analysis and find out, you know, have somebody look at that until we got to find out what their niche is. And I think that's what we really need to but figure out what is, it is and uh, do it. I, I, listen, so yeah, right. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I, I agree with everything that everything that's been said here so far with all that. Yeah. What's the action plan? See, that's the, right. You know, the, the, what's the old saying? The I don't have the answers. I have the right. questions. Yeah, well, <laughs> true story. I mean, but that's so, and that's why we're doing this with the, with the show is because you know we have a good, we have a pretty strong audience in the in the culinary world and and foodies and you know the whole nine yards. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're posing we're posing these um, these topics and these questions in order to initiate or establish some dialogue about it to in, to get things moving. How about, how about this? Whoever's right. listening to this right now and they are a restaurant chef and they're debating why they should to comment on this and let us know what it is that you're looking, would look Absolutely. for to the Call ACF. It. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. that's the perfect, I mean, and, and that's the thing. And, you know, and when I was Jeff's number. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and really call that, that dialogue. And that's it. That's the thing. And when you have dialogue, don't get pissed off because somebody disagrees with you. Just talk that's about it. That's what dialogue it. You know is. what I'm saying? I know that, but um, obviously today people oh, understand that. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not looking for people that. to get I, all up in their feelings, to, to be butthurt. Yeah, no, I mean at the end of the day, yeah, this is this is the, to to have the, the communication and to have the conversation. Right. You know, whether it hurts a feeling or not, it doesn't matter right. because at the end of the day, once it, it's right. out, it's out. You have to deal with it. Well, at yeah. that point, I think what, right. we, what we need to do is focus on the right questions to ask chefs that are restaurant chefs, and we're not right, right asking exactly. the right questions. I mean, you're sitting across right. from a and restaurant. But who chef. knows what they are? Right. You know what? Who knows what they are? Because you know what? I'm not a restaurant chef today. I right. used to be. 
I, and I, I could tell you what the what the right questions were twenty years ago, but I I'm not that chef today that well, deals I, with what happened in every day. I am restaurant that restaurant today. chef. I am that restaurant chef, and I'll tell okay, you what, well, what the ACF can offer me is networking and the education. Because See, when you go to certain things with fermentation, about networking, yeah. Jeff. No, it's that's huge. People forget about networking, but they forget about that's that. I see, I and I agree with you. That is so so important because that that dialogue, that networking, knowing these people, and that that connection. When you're in trouble, when you need to ask a question, when you're out of a job, when you need somebody, all that you know adds up. It does. I, I, listen, the chefs that I've met over the year, I st- still keep in contact with. And I know when I was talking, uh, doing something, I remember I picked up the phone and, and hit up Chef um, Gerald Ford because I wanted to ask opinion. Mm-hmm. And he was there, a CMC. What a great like person to have in your corner when you're trying Absolutely. to do something. And that's that, to me, is priceless. So if right. you guys are listening Absolutely. out there, that's what the ACF can really offer you as far as a restaurant chef. And it most certainly can. Anytime. Pick up a phone, call somebody. No matter what. And they're, they're there. And they don't charge either. <laughs> That's the best part that, about it. Yeah, well, phone calls are free. <laughs> phone calls are free. Yeah. Chef uh, Thomas, so how did the okay, yes. let's, so uh, let's jump into this. Okay, so we, um, how did the ACF do a CMPC beta test that has no direct result and someone gain a certific- cert- certification in just three days of an eight day exam? Where, where was the leadership? See, now you're asking me hard questions. Okay? I know. I know. We were having a good time until now. I get it. <laughs> we were having a very good time. <laughs> I get I it. Don't know, I don't know how they did that. It, shouldn't, it should have never been done, and the board knew nothing about it. We knew that there were changes going to be made, and I found out on Facebook just like everybody else did. And it's caused a lot of problems, and it's still causing a lot of problems. This should have never been done. And um, we're still investigating it. I don't know. I can't give you an answer because I really don't know the answers. Okay, fair they enough. They just did it. They just did it. And and they shouldn't have done it. That's all those, I can say about it. Those bastards. Okay, all right. So, all right, uh, ACF. All right, what does it mean for the ACF now that the American Master Chefs Order, AMCO, has displaced itself from the ACF certifications? It's not a very good thing at all. It's a, it's, I think it's a bad thing, um, but I think we're going to rectify it. We are meeting with them. We had one meeting with them last week, and we're meeting with – we have a, a task force, which I'm part of, and um, we're meeting with them putting things together. Um, over the years, the Master MasterChefs um, have been a part of the Master Chef test, and rightfully so, um, because they're the, they're, they're the subject matters of Master Chefs. You can't have a doctor, uh, you can't have a, um, somebody with, with a bachelor's degree, um, judge somebody who's taken a doctor's degree or, you know, a, a dentist judge, a surgeon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, rightfully so, you know, there were, you know, they weren't consulted, right. They weren't, cons- there's a lot of, there's a lot of who said, we said, you said, I said, she said, Okay. So you go through all that. Basically, they feel they weren't consulted, and um, they stepped away, and they're still not back. We now have we do the board did appoint a master chef onto the the board got together. We had an emergency board meeting, and we appointed a master. We put a master chef onto the commission because the, they the, there was none on the commission, and um, th- would that solve any problems? 
probably not. But it's it's put a band-aid for a little bit of time. But we're meeting with them and we're meeting with them until this problem is solved. And the problem will be solved and they'll be back with us and um hopefully we will not have issues like this again. And certification is very important and the whole the integrity of our certification is very important. We they felt that the doing this is watering down certification. A lot of our members did too. You could read that on <laughs> Chef's Table and many other places. Um, and, you know, I don't feel that way. I'm sure a lot of other people don't want that to happen to our certification because it's near and dear to all of us that are certified. So, and, um, Chef, the one, thing, solve the, the, problem. the one thing I, when I look at this, and I ask right. the question, I'm really trying to find out the, the answers to this when I ask this question too. Okay. And maybe you can enlighten us. When's the last time okay. the CMC exam was actually modified? The CMC exam was actually the CMC exam. Yes. Was modified. Um, Jeremy, whenever Jeremy was there, when, after I was, when I was president, it was modified. Once it was, Stafford was president. It was modified. So twice, they, they twice in the it, last. They took it down to. They took it down from eight days. They took it down from whatever it was to eight days. The, the CMC exam has been modified. It, it from whatever it was, and I. It was whatever that the horrible test that everybody says it was. Okay, it was modified to it's an eight day test that's broken down into two parts. It if you take if you take the test now. And let's say you you pass day one before if you pass day if you flunk day one, um, you had to take it over again or whatever. Or if you pass day one and you flunk day two, you had to take the whole thing over again when you came back. Now now if whatever you flunked, you don't have to whatever you pass, you don't have to take over again. That makes sense. So it, there's a lot of mod there's a lot of modifications. It's not like they didn't do anything. Right. There's a lot of modifications. But here's but the, it's not, you know, you're you're going it's like going you're still taking a master chef's test. You're right. not taking it's like taking a doctor's not you know you understand. You're making no, it I, more efficient. Yeah, you're making, you're making you're making it more proficient. I got that. My my other question though is when's right. the last time this CMPC yes. exam has been done or modified? I don't know. Right. And uh, that, it's been and that, a long time. Right. And that's my point is, yes, did was national or whatever happened to cause this to go from whatever the, the exam for the CMP MC exam. Right. Was. It's still, it should never, it, it should have never done matter. that way, but it's still it needed to never, be. it should never been secret. They should have told somebody. And I said, somebody, I was my set. I said, I don't care what you did, what you shouldn't have done. You should have told somebody what you were doing. That's all. Uh, I, you, 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 whenever you do something, and you don't tell anybody what you're doing. Everybody suspects that you're doing something wrong, even if you didn't. And I don't know if you did or you didn't, because we still didn't have the information of what it was, how it was, or anything, which we're trying to get, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you, you know what I'm saying? So, you, if you make it look like it's, you know, if it looks like a skunk and smells like a skunk, then it must be a skunk or whatever that sayings are. I'm no good at sayings. Yeah, but, but it quacks you, you like a duck, walks like a duck, it is a duck. There you go. There you go. So, you know, so be up front and say what you need to say and, 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 you know, be whatever and go up and say what it is and say, this is what we're doing and tell everybody what you're doing. Should have never kept it from the board, you know. Yes, you did keep it from the board. No, we did not know there was a test whatever day that test was. None of us. We were all in shock, and we all looked like fools. And I was probably the biggest one with the biggest mouth, and I don't care. 
I tell them, I don't care. I say what I need to say. I always have, and I always will. And I'm sorry. I don't shouldn't. I really shouldn't apologize for it. I don't need to. But um, you know, we we need to know. We are the board, and sometimes, you know, they forget that that there's not only one person or two people on the board. There's nine of us on the board, and they forget that, you know, a lot of us exist. Well, we also remember, like you said, it's a he said, she said, point the finger said, right. all that. So there's right. somewhere in the middle. It's very convoluted. Um, and that's, that's, that's one right. of the reasons why I want to ask my questions. Again, I, and I've said this right. before in other podcasts. I'm doing this very selfishly, but for a good reason. Because right. you know these are questions that most members maybe not have the opportunity. Because when you're doing the town hall, they, they get three minutes. And it's very, you know, I don't want to say strict, but it's regimented. Oh, that, that's whole, that whole thing is another, that's a whole other story. And that's but, why um, I love what we're know, doing because we get yeah, to find the real uh, story out. They get to talk. That's right. right. Yeah. You need, the members are the most important thing to ACF. They always have been, and they always will be. Without the members, there is no ACF. And once you forget about that, then you're in trouble. They should have a voice. They need to be heard and you need to listen to the members. You can't assume what the members think or what they have to say. Like my, my big thing, you know, you talked about, let, let's just say, well, I don't know how much time we have, but let's just say one more, one, one, let's go back to this, um, this student thing. Okay. And I, and whatever opinions, everybody has their opinion and they're allowed to. But the thing is last year at the board of governors, okay. 70% of the board of governors voted no to the student having a full vote. Why is it so important that you bring it up again next year? Why don't you wait a year or two? Why don't you see? Why don't you get more reasons? You, there's nothing new happened. You may have changed five or six presidents or some or whatever case may be. But what are you, you know, why are you, you know, what I mean? why are you trying to shove it down? Are you listening to the presidents? Are you listening to the members, what they're thinking? Or are you trying to shove something down their throat? You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's. Would it, would it yeah. also have been, I know, like re- reading the minutes, and I can't remember when the minutes were from October or November. Um, I know there were, it seemed like some of the people thought we were talking, those people that actually presented, when I should say, the person that brought forth this uh, bylaw, it seemed it got convoluted. We were ta- they were talking about 15 to 16, 17-year-olds when we were, or in fact, when I say we, I shouldn't say we because I wasn't a part of it. I was right. sitting there with you. Um, but I think what it was is they were trying to talk about culinary students because that's a quarter of a vote and the culinarian gets the, and I'm not going to go through all of them because you know them, you know, gets the half a vote. So I think that's where it got convoluted and maybe that's why it was brought up. I don't know. Then it still, then it still is. Then it still is convoluted because that's not what we're talking about. They're talking about students again. So it's If you're talking about culinarians, that's something totally different. There's too many categories that get too many different things. Right. You know, so maybe there should be a tier, but it needs to be identified. I don't even know off the top of my head, you know, who gets what, when, where, and how. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head without looking it up, who pays what, when, where, and how. You know what I'm saying? So then, listen, Chef, then, Thomas, uh, Chef, so um, (laughs) why don't we put that together? Let's find out and, 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 and put it on paper and, and, and put an action plan together. If, if that's something that's, if that's actually an important um, uh, situation or topic or whatever. Why don't we talk to the person that actually initially put that bylaw right. in and find out why and they put it in. explain it to the members before, exactly. the board, before the board of governors. That's what, we, we're, it's already too late. That's my point. 
That was my point, Lance. You're already talking about this. It's already too late. You should have been doing this back in October, 20, November right, 22. Right. You know, yeah. and you, you should have brought it to the members. Let the members know what you're doing. Why are we? Why do we wait so long? Why do we? Our communication. We say, oh, we we sent it. You know, whenever I talk about. I, whenever I, I complain about communication, I do that a lot. Sorry about that. But I, I complain about communication. Well, we put it here. We put it there. We did this. We did that. Well, obviously, you didn't put it in the right spot because I missed it. This one missed it. That one missed it. So something's wrong someplace. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you know what I mean? Like at work, I complain because I get it on Teams. I get it in my email. I get it in text. Mm. I, I get it everywhere. But I get I get the message. So... Obviously, somewhere, somewhere along the line, where the communication is missing, somewhere we need to communicate, and in, in enough time where people can comprehend and understand exactly what it is, not uh, and last I th- minute. Well, look, I, I think um, I think what should ha- my opinion, and, and I'm a member, and at the end of the day, yeah. um, I have a uh, a professional career that's fairly successful, and you know. <laughs> I guess what I'm getting at is let's, let's be, let's be men and women of action. So, right. you know, like we're going to hang up in a minute and, you know, I'm going to go off and do what I'm going to do, Jeff and you, everybody's going to go do what they're doing. John, everybody over here, but let's actually get back together and, and, well, put, let's do it. and put it and put things into action Chef, and make it happen. You have no idea when we hang up, literally the, the debates we have afterwards, it can go on for an hour and a half to two hours. Seriously. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's and and it's fine. I mean, debate should go on. I mean, it, that's that's the only way you're going to accomplish that's something. Exactly, exactly. But, only you're going to get better by actually communicating and letting things out. Exactly, and let it go on, let it go on and on. But there's got to be an end sometime. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, there has to be a plan. Well, the and end then, is the, and plan. the plan, and the plan right. needs to be instituted. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, 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 listen, right. no matter but, what it is but in the, society, but the that's what it has secret, to be. Though. No, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about secrecy. We're talking about plan. It's got to be a plan that everybody knows about. Everybody understands. True. And everybody, yeah. you know, everybody's weighs in on. Everybody has a. Has has money in that plan. Everybody has a, a, a part of that plan. A buy-in. That's right. Buy-in. That, thank you. You know, sometimes I have these senior moments. You know, but yeah, everybody has a buy-in in the plan. <laughs> when I was a boy, I get it. I understand. I totally get it. Um, all right, chef. Listen. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I literally, I think with this, we could probably go on for another three hours. Um, Yes. Yeah. And well, I could come back another time, maybe after the election. Yeah, yeah for sure. No, this is what we want to talk about. about. I enjoy, actually, <laughs> t- t- truthfully speaking, I enjoy, I enjoyed this, uh, this session a lot. And I, and I think there's, I think Same there's here. much to be, yeah, I think there's much to be learned from it. And, but yeah, so listen, chef, why don't we do this? Um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to roll out. Why don't you take a minute and, and just, you know, plug the ACF. Plug the ACF. Yes. ACF is, is a great organization. Been there for 50 years, and it does need change. And I'm going to say this. Please, Beanie Marquis for president, he's your number one. And keep the vice presidents in there that are in there. And Ray McHugh and Kyle Ray. And Excellent. good luck to everyone. Good luck to everybody. Um, Chef Tom, I appreciate you very much for being on the program. Chef Jeffrey. Mr. Producer John, thank you very much. We are out. Thank you.
Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing. Deliver healthy taste options to clientele and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com. (laughs) 